In a world where a man loves movies and loves lists and keeps a list of his 100 favorite movies for over 30 years, what if he made his wife watch those movies in order? And what if he made her talk about it on a podcast? Would she like them? Would she hate them? Can this marriage possibly survive this podcast? Find out what will happen in a world called Craig's List. Craig's List Podcast Survival Kit Context Check. In it you'll find one packet dog biscuits to placate Benny. One six-pack of beer to get Carla ready for the podcast. Two boxes ammunition. One drug issue containing antibiotics, morphine, vitamin pills, pep pills, sleeping pills, tranquilizer pills. One miniature combination Craigslist, Russian phrasebook and Bible. $100 in gold. Nine packs of chewing gum, one issue prophylactics, three lipsticks, three pair of nylon stockings. Shoot, a fella could have a pretty good weekend in Dallas with all that stuff. <laughs> Some of that was real. Some of that was real. Some of that was fake. It's up to you, Craig's listeners, to determine what came from the movie and what came from my wicked imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Craig's listeners, to episode 71. Can you believe we've oh done... God. Yes. yes. Carla, can. can you believe we have done 71 yes. of these suckers? Yep. This is episode 71, and this is number 30. Nope. This is episode 70, and this is number 31 oh, on Craig's <laughs> list. So that's slightly more believable, I think, that we have done uh, merely 70 of these. We'll hit, right. hit Milestone episode 71 next week or in two weeks or whenever we release it. Uh, how you doing, Carla? I'm sleepy, <laughs> but I'm good. We're recording this on a Friday night. We've just watched uh, a classic <laughs> movie, the 1964 Stanley Kubrick, a black comedy, Dr. Strangelove, or how I learned to stop worrying and love the da bomb. The bomb. Da bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and we watched it at our friend's house. Mm -hmm. And they are here to talk with us about the film. You may remember them from such previous episodes of Craig's List as Tootsie. Good job, honey. And Big Night. <gasps> and their names are Ben Blacker and Julie Lacatour. And uh, they're back. Hi, guys. Thank you for having us. Hi. We, we have you here together this time. Weird how that works. We must have four <laughs> microphones. We do have four microphones. And uh, we're here in Ben and Julie's living room. Uh, our, our reactions to this movie are fresh. I can tell <laughs> sure people, are. Are, people are chomping at the bit. Uh, and ready to do bits about Dr. Strangelove or how he learned to stop worrying and love the Julie's bomb. Julie's drinking whiskey. Julie's drinking whiskey. <laughs> I'm drinking beer. I'm uh, having my bedtime tea. Bedtime tea <laughs> for Ben. How about you, Carla? I'm beer and water. Beer. In two containers. 
Beer and water in two containers. <laughs> uh, Carla, this is the fourth and final movie. movie. <laughs> the fourth and final movie on my list of four. Uh, it was so manageable. No, this is the fourth and final Stanley Kubrick movie on my list. How do you feel about that? Great. <laughs> what were the other three? The we, war movie, the war movie, <laughs> another war movie. <laughs> uh, we began with Lolita. Oh, that's, oh right. a, that's a war between the sexes. A war between the sexes. Uh, that also had, uh, not, Peter Seller not, not in multiple roles, but as Claire Quilty, he p- kind of played multiple personas within He's great that. In that. Yes. And, uh, Paths of Glory. That's the war movie I was Which, uh, Carla abstained from rating that one. She might have fallen asleep during that one as well. On that one. Uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, which Carla made it through an hour oh, of right. and then was maybe convinced by Evan right. Schletter to go see it on the big screen someday. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you guys have to hold the microphones up when you talk. <clears throat> you don't want to interrupt. But no, you're funny. I don't want to be tempted to interrupt. <laughs> I'm telling the number one podcast guy at the table. How yeah. the <laughs> number one podcast guy. Julie, hold up your microphone. <laughs> Wait, I'm not the number one podcast no. guy at the table? In her heart, yes. <laughs> Don't tell me what my heart thinks. <laughs> is that a line from this movie? It is. There's no fighting in the war room. Yeah. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> That's this movie, too. <clears throat> uh, and during this movie tonight, Carla, you fell asleep. I did. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> number here one, the, here- I tricked Ben and Julie into doing this tonight, which was great. Number that is not true. You had us when you said it was only 90 minutes. It's yeah, a, that's true. It's right? a 95-minute movie. It's one of the shortest remaining movies on Craigslist. Oh, Carla. <laughs> I know. We still got 30. Um, when all the lights go off, I just want to go to bed. <laughs> so you don't like the idea of getting uh, in a room with a big screen and turning the lights off on a comfortable couch. Craig, I love the idea of doing that. <laughs> but you don't... <laughs> You don't love the idea of also paying attention to the movie while they It feels so comfy, like I'm in the womb. Uh-huh. And I just curl up on their comfy couch. We also have that womb-themed living room. Yes, true. What percentage of this movie do you think you slept through just now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably 15 minutes. Yeah, that seems about right. Does that feel right to you? But were you confused by what was happening in the parts that you were watching? Yeah, not really. I kind of knew overall what was going on. Why don't you give me a quick summary of of the movie? There's all these guys. (laughs) A lot of men talking about stuff until there's a lady who just wants to have sex. (laughs) At which point, Carla was like, finally, some TNA. Finally, my point of view in the film. (laughs) And you found her to be the most sympathetic character in the movie? Of course. Then back to the guys talking about the war. Uh Uh-huh. That was about to happen. Yeah. That's it. And then everything blows up at the end. Okay. Although that shot of that guy riding the bomb out of the plane is pretty funny. <laughs> right? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. The guy with the cowboy hat? Yeah. Funny is using subjective. his cowboy hat to put out a fire, but then he also looked like he was riding a... Yeah, a bull. What do they do in that? Is that a horse or is that a bull? Oh. A bronco. Uh, like yeah. A, a, yeah, yeah. a bucking bronco. Bull, right? Or a bull. I mean, you can ride a you can ride a Bronco. You can ride a bull. Okay, good to know. But he rode a nuclear bomb all the way down to its target, instituting uh, Armageddon. 
Did you? Can I ask a question? Am I yes. allowed to speak directly Absolutely. to Carla? <laughs> to me? Yeah. Oh boy, Carla, so, are you fielding questions? Uh, you had not seen this picture before. No. Um, and we had only seen it a long, long time ago, as individuals. How long ago do you think it was? Well, you. What, what was yours? I saw it probably at the end of the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because like, like because everyone's thinking two thousand zero zero party's over. Oops, <laughs> out of time. Y two K. It's gonna roll back to zero. The world's gonna end. You're like why though? I don't know why that's funny. Were you expecting me to be like I saw it in nineteen sixty four when it was? In- <laughs> <laughs> well, I was expecting to say how old you are, but I I think your answer makes more sense. <clears throat> well, I'm trying to. But it's been like twenty years. Well, because I think that. Yeah, I, I feel like I was either in college or right out of college yeah. when I saw it. And it was shown to me by either, I think, either my brother or a, like, Definitely a, a boy. Yeah, it was a boy. Like, uh-huh. like hey, and, you know, right. one of those. And it's grouped in with me <clears throat> with, like, Life of Brian. <laughs> That's right. Freaks. That. Um, Freaks. I'm just thinking of move, sh- movies that boys should show you when you're in your 20s. That like, you have Big Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> Todd uh, Browning's but, Freaks? Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Oh, man. When they're like, one of us. Like that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm familiar no, with Freaks. I definitely I, had a boyfriend that was like, you have to see this. What? Uh, even Weird. I would not show Freaks to <laughs> no. a woman. I don't know what that uh, is. But my anyone. question was, oh, sorry. for yeah. Carla, um, you had never seen the movie before, nope. but were you familiar with that last scene of him writing the bomb down? No. Oh, that's interesting. All right. That's all I was wondering about. Yeah. I think I knew exactly what this movie was about, though, Uh huh. because of the title. It's like, yeah, everything's going to get blown up. That's why he doesn't worry about it anymore. <laughs> right? How I stopped worrying and learned to love the bomb. Sure. Just means like, yeah, we're all going to get blown up one day. <laughs> So don't think about it, right? It's, a, it's inevitable. Our mutual destruction. He gave away too much in the title. <laughs> <laughs> no need to make the movie when you have a really good title. Why bother to shoot it? Like I feel like I already knew it was going to happen the whole time. But, sure. And that, this was my big issue, which I never realized before. And I don't mean to get into this too fast. Please, if you have other please, things you let's get about. into but it. It felt like because we knew that's how the movie was going to end. Mm-hmm. Nothing mattered. Right. And there was some enjoyable stuff, but, and I liked it better this time than I did when I saw it 20 years ago. Because I was sleeping. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it was more comforting. Well, I think, uh, that gives you permission to be a little crazier, and he maybe could have gone further with it, with the kooky. Well, you know, this is considered to be one of the great, uh, by who? <laughs> they hold on let they. him finish <laughs> one of the great worst movies <laughs> well this was a four-time oscar nominee for best picture best director best actor and best writing uh on the afi top 100 list it comes in at number 26 and it comes in as the number three comedy of all time on the afi that, list. that's old people voting for that shit <laughs> agreed <laughs> I, for a long time, this was the highest comedy on my list. You're ridiculous. Uh, I had it in my, I had it in my, t- so silly. I had it in my top five for a while. Uh, I think it's come down, uh, over the years in recent viewings. Um, but, and so it's weird that it was my, it was the top comedy on my list. Cause I certainly wouldn't say this is the funniest movie ever made, but when you say something is the best comedy of all time, people would equate that with the funniest movie. And I, I, I 
for a long time I thought this was the best movie that is a comedy. <laughs> Which is not the same it's thing as the, the funniest, funniest movie yeah. of all time. Yeah. I was surprised by how little I laughed. I it's more like a head nod comedy. Mm-hmm. I recognize that as funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's satire, it's black comedy. I mean the the most famous line in it is "Gentlemen, you can't fight in here." This is the war room, which is as good a satirical line as I as you can that. think of. But yeah, it's and it's very it's a very performance dependent movie. I think the the charms of it come mostly from watching Peter Sellers and George C. Scott. George it. C. Scott is so good. I was looking up to see if he had done other comedy. Patton. <laughs> Patton is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's based on Patton Oswalt? You surprised me at the end by saying other comedies. <laughs> uh, what's his son's name again? Campbell Scott. Oh yeah. What? Let's watch some Campbell Scott movies, everyone. Well, last, wow, last wow. time we were here, we watched a Campbell Scott movie. I Big know. night. No, he's super handsome. Yeah. You can watch singles if you want. I love singles. <laughs> I think so. He's in one of those. He's in singles. Yeah, yeah. let's yeah. get our heads back in the yeah. game. No, uh, let's watch know. singles right now. Yeah, no, you always watch Strange Love with a singles chaser. That's how He's they're meant to be seen. So handsome. Now, <laughs> if you're not familiar with this movie, it revolves around a uh, a general, uh, General Jack T. Ripper. Who? Uh, do you get the joke there, Carla? Yes. Can I? <laughs> The names in this movie are Mel Brooks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think the names are great. You've well, got one of your favorite movies. You've got General Buck Turgidson. You've got President Merkin K. Muffley. <laughs> I don't get that one. Well, a Merkin is a pubic wig. A muff is a oh, pubic non-wig. Who would know yeah. that? <laughs> Uh, you've Craig, got... you need to see some real comedies. <laughs> Colonel Batguano. Uh, what's a real comedy? Carla. Something that's real funny. What's a real, what's a real funny movie? Best in Show. Yeah, I love Best in Show. It's really it's my favorite Christopher Guest movie. All right. Yeah. Doesn't crack the one hundred. Doesn't crack the top one hundred. But it's, it's. I'm just you're so serious. <laughs> Carlos just, the Joker. You're so serious. <laughs> I don't know. All these movies are so they feel like movies that I would have to watch in a film class. <sighs> well. You've got to appreciate one of the great American arts. You do have to appreciate one of them, but a hundred of them <laughs> back to back is so a lot. The ones that we have been present for are the most fun ones. <laughs> Big Night? Right. Big Night Come is on. really fun. That's a great oh, I comedy. thought you were ascribing yourself to be No, we've fun. been lucky that oh, we've, oh, oh. we've gotten yeah. to see. And Tootsie, Tootsie, I think, is a great comedy. And I ran into Ben yesterday at the coffee shop and said, hey, we're watching Doctor <laughs> Strange Love tomorrow. What you guys got going on? I tricked them. No, I, I've been wanting to see it again. I'm glad I did. And I liked it. Like I said, I liked it better than I did when I saw it when I, saw it when I was youthful. So this is a satire at the height of the Cold War between the U.S. and Russia, Um, the the kind of nuclear deterrent standoff. Um, So General Jack T. Ripper kind of goes mad and orders a strike. Uh, So it kind of follows three storylines. Jack Ripper, played by Sterling Hayden, and his assistant, who is uh, British through an officer exchange program, 
uh, group captain Lionel Mandrake, one of three roles essayed by Mr. Peter Sellers. And then you follow the, the plane that has the nuclear bomb that's going to be dumped on Russia, uh, which is piloted by Slim Pickens playing Major King Kong. Uh, uh, Slim Pickens? Slim Pickens is his, that's not one of the fake names yeah, in the movie. That's a real name of the actor. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> what else was he in? Well, uh, this movie actually has a lot of connections to other movies that we've covered on Craig's list. Slim Pickens, uh, is probably best known to you as the guy from the, uh, from the campfire scene in Blazing Saddles. Um, the, the famous farting scene in Blazing Saddles. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I yeah. liked Blazing Saddles. You love Blazing Saddles. You gave it an A. I did, but that wasn't on your list. No, we covered it because you watched that while I watched Dances with Wolves. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who comes out better in that. (laughs) I went off in the other room and I was done, (laughs) and I cleaned the whole house, (laughs) and then Craig finished (laughs) it. Now, Slim Pickens was a career character actor in westerns. Peter Sellers was originally also supposed to play Major Kong, so he would have had four major roles in this movie. And he was having a hard time with the southern accent, and he also sprained his ankle and was out of commission for a while. So because he was crazy, because he was crazy and had no real personality. Um, That's what the Jeffrey Rush okay. movie will tell you. Yes. Did you guys see that? No. What is it? The movie about Peter Sellers, where Jeffrey Rush plays him. No, I've only seen. Don't watch nine. it because he just is. It was not that much fun. No. It was, I mean, it makes him seem like he's a monster. He was a monster. I think he was a terrible person and he was uh, terrible to the women in his life and his children. And then they made a movie about that. They made a movie about that, but also that (laughs) outside of his acting that he had, there was no real there there. There was nothing going on, which is amazing because he gave some of the best performances in in film history and was so, so versatile. As an actor, but I guess he was somebody who was only comfortable when he was performing and was just a miserable person in his own life. Um, oh, so fun. <laughs> but so anyway, Kubrick cast, <laughs> so anyway, cast Slim Pickens in the role of Major Kong. And, uh, Slim Pickens did not realize this was a comedy, played it straight to him. What? Uh, he was only given his pages. He was not given Wait. the full script. Uh, That's amazing. Also, you can see as one of his crew on the plane, James Earl Jones in one of his earliest film roles. He was great when he was switching buttons up and down. (laughs) You believe that? Yeah. He seemed – everyone else was just flipping a switch. Everyone else was just like flip (laughs) – I had to move my microphone. So everyone else would just like pop a switch up and then be like, cool. And then he was really sweating it, like listening yeah. and I thought as a flip switcher switch. he was great. You're like, this guy has a future. This guy's going places. This yeah. guy's going to be... But then he, then he talked through his mask and I got like, <laughs> alright. Yeah. Auditions. Ben and I realized at the same time who he was. Yeah, I tried to get you way. to realize it early on in the movie. I thought you were, you were like, tricking me for some reason. Nope, I wouldn't trick you. Did you think it was lots, Peter Sellers? Lots of tricking in this <clears throat> podcast. You kept guessing that people were Peter Sellers who were not. <laughs> Which you do in every movie. Yes, all of them. But yeah, that was that was Mufasa, Darth Vader. All right, um, Mufasa. <laughs> uh, apparently Kubrick saw George C. Scott in a play 
Uh, and James Earl Jones also had a smaller role in it and was, uh, he was intrigued enough by him to also cast him in the movie. Uh, but James Earl Jones later said, uh, that when he first started working on the movie, he was waiting for Slim Pickens to, uh, like, he thought he was great in it, but like, he was like, oh, this guy is really like, he's really in this role. He's not dropping the accent when he's off camera. But like, <laughs> nope, that's his real accent. That's oh exactly, that's exactly who he was. So Slim Pickens was just playing it completely <sighs> straight uh, as himself. And then the third series of scenes revolves around the war room following the American president, also played by Peter Sellers, and one of his advisors, Dr. Strangelove, the titular character, also played by Peter Sellers. I missed all of Dr. Strangelove. He's not in it very much. He has having, two scenes. Two yeah, scenes. Having the, yeah. At the very end, I saw him, and, I, I, and then I realized who he was. There's one other scene earlier while you were sleeping. Yeah. While and you were sleeping, now that's no. A we're movie. not. We're not covering <laughs> while you were sleeping. I love Sandra Bullock. No, the guy in it. It's uh, Campbell Scott. No, it's not. I wish. No, no, no. Bill Pullman. Other. No, but no, the other guy. Yeah. The um, uh, big eyebrows. Eyebrows. Big yeah, eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Come on, D. guys. It has a D. D, 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 D. What's his name? Everybody knows, right? I've never seen that movie. Matt Dillon. No. No, it's not Matt Dillon. What's his name, you guys? We have to look it up. <laughs> He's the guy from Sex, Lies, and Videotape. He's so great. Oh, right. That guy. You guys oh, it's Sandy know. Cohen. No. From the OC. What's happening? Yeah. No, 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 no. While... No, I'm right. Oh, it comes up first when I... In my phone. No, Peter, Gallagher. Peter Gallagher. Peter Gallagher. Peter Gallagher. Ooh, no Bill Pullman has a great picture on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> he looks pretty good. Sure. Like Disti- the, distinguished um, old man. He looks like the most interesting man in the world. Ads. Everyone pull out your phones. I don't care if you're driving. Take it out. <laughs> pull up Bill Pullman on IMDb. Do where, it. where does this fall in the uh, C. Scott oeuvre? Where, what was he doing? What was, what's the context for him? At well, time? I believe his debut was Anatomy of a Murder, which is in uh, 1959 when, when that came out. Oh, I think so he was a stage actor before that. So he's still uh, – I don't – I mean, as old as he looks in this, I don't think he was 40 yet. You know? This was 1964? 64 when this movie came out. Was Campbell out. even born yet? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Campbell was, Campbell was born by Are this time. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to what's important. <laughs> That's a great. I mean, Campbell Scott's at least ten years older than me, right? Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think. Oh, have you seen that? that We just watched a thing with him in it, and he plays like a handsome man prospector. (laughs) What? (laughs) Are you thinking of Toy Story Two? No, I'm thinking of that. That was Kelsey Grammer. Thing that we saw that was that. um, It was how vampires got invented. Oh yes, that's right. Uh, Lore on Amazon. There you go. He was in it, right? He does just kind of do all this stuff, doesn't he? He'll do whatever. You're right. 1961. 61. So he's eight years older than me, Campbell Scott. So he was three years old when his dad did this. You, you should measure. I think that should be part of Craigslist going forward. <laughs> How old was Campbell, Campbell Scott? Scott was? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then George C. Scott was also nominated for an Academy Award in 1961 for The Hustler. Oh, that was before that. Yeah, that was okay. before this. So that's a so he was he was well, a known quad. You'll get a chance. <laughs> oh, good. You'll I'm get a chance. You get a chance that's to watch one that The Hustler. Really I bet. Yeah. I bet. Huh? <laughs> it's not boring. <laughs> I bet that I'll trick you again into watching it with us. <laughs> and apparently, I don't. 
I don't remember if he was nominated for Anatomy of a Murder. I think he was, but I, I, apparently he was so upset the first time he lost the Oscar that he refused to ever participate in any future Oscars. And he won for Patton in 1970 and was the first person to refuse an Oscar. Cause he was still mad about the first was, time. Yeah. I think he, I think his official reason was that he didn't want to be in contest with other actors, but, but uh, really? people's <laughs> theory is just like he was pissed off for not winning the first time. That's weird. Around. Wait. But I think people remember Brando refusing for The Godfather and sending Sachin right. Littlefeather to accept in his stead. Mm-hmm. But uh, George C. Scott was the first person to do it two years before that. I thought that he did it. Didn't he? He didn't. So did he get on the po- get behind the podium and say no? <laughs> no, no. He did not <laughs> yeah, attend. I was like, he did not yeah. attend the ceremony. <laughs> that would be amazing right? if somebody did that present Hard day. Pass. Just, like, <laughs> just slapped it you down. You know what? Uh, fuck you, Academy. <laughs> he could give it to someone else. This is bullshit. I don't want this. I'll do that, you guys. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I don't wonder if you would also have to give back any swag bags you've gotten. No. Nope. So I don't like, refuse those. I came for the swag. <laughs> I'll be, leave the Oscar. It would be great if somebody won for documentary short subject and then they got up there and they're like, Beyonce had one of the greatest videos of all time. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> It's a few years old, but I get it. <laughs> so the uh, the third <laughs> thread of scenes in Doctor Strangelove is centered around the war room with uh, George C. Scott as General Buck Turgidson uh, advising uh, the president. So it kind of jumps back and forth. Pretty much takes place in real time. Uh, as, pretty much. As uh, the, the, the truth of uh, General Ripper's Madness kind of becomes known. They're able to recall most of the planes, but this one plane gets hit, sinks below radar. Their communications are down, so they're not able to be recalled. They make it behind enemy territory and able to drop their load, uh, thus initiating World War Three, Or the end of the world. Possibly the, the end of the world. Uh, okay, explain the General Ripper joke to me. Is it like Jack the Ripper? Jack the Ripper. Oh. Yeah. Why is that funny? <laughs> oh, Carla, it's not. <laughs> so, so you weird. don't You don't like funny names, Ben. Is that what you're saying? I'm all for a funny name. These were not funny names. <laughs> no, me. I will say the joke you like the most is not a funny name. It's one letter off pronunciation. Absolutely. So if one you were I, I can't think of any it's, Well, but, why don't you address your friend? That's me. <laughs> I'm your friend. <laughs> My friend Carl. Well, I would have said Corla. Garla. 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 Corla. Corla. Great. Corla. Oh, Gold. These are what you like. But it's not usually Corla. with names. Like it's that. usually with That's a true. thing. Roger Ebert had a rule that uh, funny names in movies are only funny if they're used by Groucho Marx. Yeah, mm. I'll buy that. <laughs> I can get behind that. He can that. get a, he can That's get away true. with it, but nobody else. I do could. love them yeah. in a Marx Brothers. Rufus movie. T. Firefly, yeah. famously. But what if you want to do a funny name and Groucho Marx isn't available? <laughs> Sorry, might... which he rarely is these days. <laughs> then what? It's hard to get him. You have to you go through hire his agent Ben Blacker to change one of the letters. Look, I'm the guy who named Banjo Bil- Bindle stuff. So sure, I'm not one to talk. But... You like you, you're good at funny names. <laughs> It's, You're it's a, a real groucho. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm gathering that you guys did not find this that funny. I found it. I understood it this time through, mm-hmm. right? Like so the first the first time I watched it, I remember oh, yeah. sitting there thinking, "Why does everyone think this is so funny?" 
Yeah. Right. But it had also been sold very hard to me. Mm-hmm. It's very dry too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the more I watch it, the more I, and I don't think you heard me laughing out loud too much, you know, no, but I, I, I just, I, I really enjoy just little performance nuances of Sellers and Scott all throughout. Um, I really love the range of Sellers performances in this. Obviously, Dr. Strangelove is the most over the top, ridiculous character. He's a Nazi. He's fighting with his phantom arm. <laughs> um, but I, at Merkin Muffley, the, the president has a long monologue that he improvises with the Russian premiere that's very funny and dry. But I really love him as, uh, Lionel Mandrake reacting to Sterling Hayden, uh, because he's, he's the traditional, like, stiff upper lip, you know, British soldier. And he's very dry there. Apparently, he also would go off script a lot. And Sterling Hayden was a very by the book actor and uh, he had no idea what to expect from Sellers. So I, I think in general, Sellers is just a really, for 1964, a very improvisational and very present actor. And he just has a very different feeling than anybody else you could see at the time. So what I'm hearing from you is that you think that Peter Sellers is funny, not necessarily the movie. I think the, true? I think the movie is smart and satirical. And I mean, come on, we're in a cold war. Come on. Come on. We're in a cold war with Russia again, babe. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I think the movie is clever, but yeah. I don't think the movie is funny. Yeah. Sure. Um, I'll buy that. And I, I also think that, Dr. Strange Love, that character goes like, for me, I think it just goes, his stuff goes on too long. Yeah. But I think the president stuff was funny. Oh, I really, yeah. I slept through the whole thing. <laughs> I, I think you're right. The Strange Love stuff felt untethered to me. Yeah. Compared to the other performances in, like, it's in a, it's in a different movie. But the movie's named after him. It's and weird that a, perif- what he's a, a peripheral of. character is the name of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Can you name another one? Hmm. I'll wait. Listener, you think of one too. Do you have something in mind? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Where the movie is named after a character that's not in it. Hook. No, a peripheral character. <laughs> yeah, or a peripheral character. Yeah. Man. Uh, Donnie is- Brasco. Um, Driving nope. Miss Jaws. <laughs> Driving Miss Daisy. Jaws. <laughs> this is such a fun game. Jaws is like the anything. fifth yeah. build character if in that. the movie. Yeah, it's that. Lorraine Gary than Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Introducing Bruce as Jaws. Talented Mr. Ripley. <laughs> sure. No. no. <laughs> Talented Mr. Ripley is barely in that movie, I, I right? I opened a file that just was like <laughs> movie titles with Mr. or Ms. <clears throat> in them. I don't have any. <laughs> uh, listener, tweet at us. You guys can do like um This is why this guy's the king of podcasting people because I don't how think to, to do this. the audience. Yes. He told them to I, sit up in their cars. I genuinely notice. would like to know this now. I really Me too. Would love to know. But yeah, Craig's listeners, uh, please tweet at us with movie titles that are a character that is either not seen in the movie or has a much smaller role. That's an interesting category. Uh, but yeah, we're in a cold r- war with Russia again, and we have the threat of nuclear war again. So, I mean, this movie is very prescient, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that also made it less funny to me. I agree. Honestly. I don't need to be watching more. Well, yeah, on the one hand, nothing's funny anymore. Apparently, the military really did change some protocol of how messages <laughs> get out there. 
to the troops about uh, about dropping <laughs> dropping bombs uh, because of this movie. Really? Apparently. Apparently. Cite your sources. The internet, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> All of the internet. Uh, this movie is based on a book called Red Alert, by the way, by Peter George, who got screenplay credit. And the same book inspired a movie called Failsafe that came out ask, the same year. Yeah. I was going to ask if you had seen that. I have seen Failsafe, and I remember it being very boring. Yeah. Was that something that they did live on TV? They remade it with George Clooney yes. live on TV. Yes. Before the like musical live on yeah. TV things were a big hit, right? This was like... And this is not a musical? It might have been during ER, even. I think it you're was right. Like late 90s. What? Yeah. How do I remember and that? that version was not bad. I it's still kind it. of boring, though. But didn't mm. Sidney Lumet direct? I, the original, the original? yeah, the 64 yeah. version, which I think has P- he, Henry Fonda in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. That's Ben then, and Julie's 90-year-old dog. There's a dog in distress in the background. <laughs> he's, he's fine. We thought we'd be escaping Benny and Frankie and doing this, <laughs> and we did, but uh, we were... Poor Denny. Oh, it's that we let him smoke so much. Yeah, don't let your dog smoke. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> we adopted him addicted, so it's a hard habit to break. <laughs> and this is Kubrick's only comedy. In I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's known for heavy movies. Is it Clockwork Orange a comedy? That's a true question. I've never seen it. It's not. Oh, it is not. Is it on your? It's not on your top one hundred. It used to be on my top one hundred. I have had at various times, I think, seven Kubrick movies on my top one hundred. I've got the four that I mentioned. Eyes Wide Shut. Um, I think <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut is fantastic. I love Eyes Wide Shut. I actually like that movie too. Um, <laughs> well, there's The Shining. A lot of people feel that The Shining should be on my list. Ben is shaking Wait, his A head. lot of people feel that way? A lot of people feel Cite that way. Cite your sources. Craig, Craig please. <laughs> the internet, this should be on your list. <laughs> the internet has said... And it's not on your list. The Shining's not on my list, but I think it's great. On my second hundred, I have The Shining and Clockwork Orange. Um, I think it isn't a Clockwork Orange. And again, I haven't seen any of these in years. Um, isn't that a satire also? It is. And there are... Uh, there are humorous moments in it, but it is a very, it's very well, heavy movie. Lolita's yeah. a satire. That's true. Lolita has a lot of funny moments in it too, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think Carla interpreted it as a comedy. No. But I think it's often filed as a comedy. Mm-hmm. Not, it, not a, I don't mean a blockbuster, just in general. Sure. <laughs> what would be on the blockbuster comedy shelf right <laughs> <Lolita>? now? <laughs> <laughs> Where's there's one blockbuster open still, right? That's right. Do you know where it is? No. It's in Bend, Oregon. Is well, that's the that's the last one in the, in the contiguous forty eight states. Alaska has a bunch of them still. A bunch. A bunch. What's going on, Alaska? <laughs> Come on. Uh, well, why don't we go chronologically through the movie, or at least two-thirds of it, <laughs> the parts that were not slept through, with a segment that we like to call. Carlos quotes. She's feeling her oats and Craig's taking notes. Whatever they are, it's Carlos quotes. Did you like the opening titles, by the way? Don't remember. Don't remember the font for the opening titles? Oh. The font is kind of this handwritten. Yeah, I thought that that was like a font that I would use on my Instagram. Oh, really? When I was watching it. The designer is Pablo Farah. And he also did the opening titles for another movie on Craigslist that we already covered. Oh, God. Do I have to guess? Yes, yes. you do. Oh. Big Night. 
the movie is Stop Making Sense. He did the opening titles for that too. It's a very distinct font and it's, it's very, very cool. It would be a great Instagram font. It is. I have an app that does it. (laughs) Uh, uh, The movie begins with a dick joke, by the way. Okay. (laughs) It does? Yeah. It's, uh, it's a plane refueling another plane in mid flight. So it's kind of a a sexual act there (sighs) because (laughs) the whole reason that General Ripper uh, oh, it begins World War Three is basically the, that he's impotent. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> well, it gets real talky. Yeah. During the physical act of love, he realizes that he's lost his uh, his purity of essence. Did that happen in the movie? Do we see that? No. He just you don't remember that sex scene? No. <laughs> no, he he's just describes it. He's he talking it. to okay. Captain Mandrake about that. Um. So he, he he thinks that the uh, there's a commie plot um, to uh, destroy sex. to ruin our precious bodily fluids uh, via oh, that's fl- where that came via from. fluoridation in the water. Well, here's another tie to the present day. Uh, I I didn't realize until doing research on this movie that at, uh, fluoridation of water started around this time, late fifties, uh, early sixties. And, uh, and since then, our American dental health has improved mm-hmm. tremendously as a result. But there was a story at the time to try to prevent communities from fluoridating their water that was spread by the John Birch Society, the ultra white right wing group. <laughs> um, and, but it feels like we're in that era again where right wing groups are spreading misinformation out there to prevent, you know, government interference or to, to stir up suspicion uh, of the government and, and start conspiracy theories. Our listeners do not like it when we get political on the podcast. Our listeners love it. Listeners, write in. <laughs> Here's like it, the email it. address. <clears throat> write in. No, uh, write in to us via the U.S. mail, uh, which is one of the great socialist departments uh, of of our country. Uh, at Craigslist, at P.O. Box. Craigslist, Craigslist. At Craigslist, P.O. Box, Craigslist, at Craigslist, California. Craigslist, 0210. <laughs> um, the weather in Craigslist has been so wonderful this year. I'm really... Craigslist, 0210. <laughs> you were just saying 90210, but you took out the 9. All right. We live in Beverly Hills, guys. <laughs> so dumb that was funnier than anything that happened in that funny movie <clears throat> there's a little disclaimer at the beginning of the movie by the way that uh this does not represent actual like air force policy or something and it's none of, none of the characters are meant to represent real people but apparently buck turgeson was based on the general <laughs> curtis lemay uh who really? was a, a well-known psychopathic american general <laughs> during uh the vietnam war and uh world war ii um, okay, so the movie starts. Carla's first quote. Oh, God, is this black and white? <laughs> <laughs> so right away. Um, never saw somebody get off board so quickly. <laughs> it was within seconds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it... I will admit it takes a while to kind of get going. That first half hour is brutal. Tough. Like I had no idea what was going on yeah. because there's no there are no characters to yeah, latch onto. Process. It's all about process. Yes. <laughs> I'll right watch word. Better Call Saul. I like it. Did, were you able to follow? You actually were because you explained it to Carla and me. Yeah. <laughs> 
was like, this guy did a thing, and then this guy was like, all right, I'll initiate the shutdown. But mm-hmm. he had to think about if it was a drill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was inter- it. it was interesting inter-office stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Major Kong is a line earlier. I was like, I've been to one world fair, a picnic, and a rodeo, <laughs> which which I really enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> He's just been to one picnic. I like the specificity. That's very funny. Um, we he they the plane gets a radio that their uh, their plans have been changed, which which just is a actually. I mean, this B fifty two bomber would have been state of the art at the time, and it actually, I mean, for the technology of the time, it is kind of impressive that they get this code that just kind of like appears, clicks onto their. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. You know, like in uh, console. Like their console, their dashboard, their dashboard, <laughs> um, and so they get a code which they have to interpret what their orders are, and then so the the radio guy is confused by the orders. Order uh, asks Major Kong to come back is, and he, so he leaves uh, the cockpit. And he's like, "I'll be right back." And Carlos says, "No, somebody needs to fly." <laughs> Cruise control. I love his use of the word "ruskies." We probably should uh, should be using that more often. Ruskies. <laughs> we all will be soon because. <laughs> Because it really takes them down a peg. Um, Julie just said, I will not. <laughs> no, she's part of the resistance. <laughs> so he says something about nuclear combat toe-to-toe with the Ruskies. And Carla said, ugh, oh boy. Of course it's a guy in the in a cowboy hat. I don't know what that means. <laughs> there is one lady in the movie. Yep. Uh, and when she appears... Uh, she's wearing a bikini uh-huh. and high heels. Uh huh. She is General Turgeson's uh, secretary. secretary, in quotes. Uh, probably is his actual secretary, but also uh, his paramour. Uh, but when she first appeared on screen, Carla said, "Lolita." Yeah, because <laughs> because that's the same director. Is she played by a relative of Peter Sellers? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think there so. was someone in the credits who had a last name. Oh, I think it was a the costume designer was. was last name was Sellers, but I, I don't oh, think that, that has was? anything to I do with Peter Sellers. I was also curious about mm. that. Tweet at us at <laughs> Craigslist. Craig, Craig Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> when she answers the phone and said, this is a... <laughs> this is a just fell asleep <laughs> mid-sentence. <laughs> she really did not like this movie. <laughs> when Carla's boring herself, you know we're in trouble. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, she says, she answers the phone, this is his secretary, and Carla said, oh boy. <laughs> and then George C. Scott's kind of yelling from the other room while she's having this important conversation about him being summoned to the war room. That is kind of funny, though. That was funny. And then Carla said, I think that guy's pooping, right? <laughs> that was funny, but that was the first of many times in the movie when I thought, this scene is sure going on. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And, and then along with Carla's quotes, we have Julie's jokes again. So, Julie's uh, jokes. <laughs> uh, Carla said, I think that guy's pooping right. And Julie said, yeah, I guess that's the joke. This is before that book, Everyone Poops. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't wasn't, come out until like 10 years no, ago. And it was a watershed. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't so played out. People didn't know at the time that everyone pooped. Yeah. <laughs> right. The audience would get to it slower. Now we just know. <clears throat> there was still some goddamn mystery. <laughs> Uh, George C. Scott is shirtless and there's a moment where he slaps his gut that I really enjoy. I think that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Maybe I was laughing at you laughing at it, but I enjoyed it. 
Uh, but there are, I mean, to what you're <laughs> saying, like there are those nice little character or actory moments that kind of push through the wall Dialogue. of satire. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's a hard movie to <laughs> engage with because it has this satire and it's very, like there's a lot of air in it, but there, those moments come through and are, are really so fun. many lines. Have you seen <laughs> the new, uh, <laughs> have you seen the new Armando Iannucci movie? No. Um, it's called the death of Stalin and it's supposed to be really, I hear it's great. really good. But I think he is that one guy who's doing like mm-hmm. political black comedy yeah, that's, now. It's true. It's um, very much like he did in the loop, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, and, and Veep and, uh, and I am really intrigued to see it and I've, I've heard that it's great. Uh, he's got a, a strong track record as far as I'm concerned. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Carla about 15 minutes in. I don't know what's going on in this movie. Do you guys? And Julie said, I thought the thing about this movie was that one guy played everyone. <laughs> I was not, I was not far off. You were pretty close. You're thinking of multiplicity, I think. Um, oh my gosh, that is in my top Julie's five. List. I love that movie. Are you serious? Have you seen it? It's I've never fun. seen it. I've what? never seen it. Oh, we have talked it's about It's so that. fun. Oh, is it? Ugh. It's it a is. great Michael Keaton. It is great. Yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> I see every time he Should gets we multiplied, spend the rest of this time talking about No, no, we don't have time for that. Uh, <laughs> Can we watch it? I'm awake all of a sudden. Yeah, let's watch it. <laughs> we tried that once at 10 o'clock at night. You, I have a warning for you. You will never sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Three of us fell asleep. <laughs> There's a line justifying why Mandrake works for Ripper, uh, mentioning an officer exchange program. Carla said, now I know why he has a British accent. But Julie had her own theory, which was... What was your oh, theory? Well, that he had met this girl <laughs> and moved to New York, but he moved here after he was 13, so he, he always still had his British accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's some Kubrickian background right there. I think, it's, I think it's obvious. There was a small picture on his desk of a very lovely lady standing in front of the Empire State Building. I just put it all together. Uh, General Ripper orders a cocktail of grain alcohol and rainwater. I love that. Um, <laughs> he only drinks distilled or rainwater because he wants to avoid the fluoridated water. Um, here's Carla, also about 15 minutes in. How much longer? About an hour 20. <laughs> no, that can't be right. <laughs> uh, there was a sadness in your voice yeah. when you learned and then a desperation when you asked the second time. <laughs> but then that second half hour goes by pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like I so much so all I the scenes asleep. in the war room I thought were great. Yeah. Anytime it cut away, I lost interest. The war room was really nicely lit. Well, I it it <laughs> is one of the more iconic sets in in film history of like that war room with the lights all around them and the big board. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's when I that laugh. George C. Scott keeps referring <laughs> when to. When he says they'll, see, yeah. the big they'll board. see the big board. They'll see the big board. That was funny. That is funny. He's great. I'm going to wait till you guys see my George C. Scott podcast where I watch all of his movies (laughs) with Campbell Scott. (laughs) In. I'm so in. What's that podcast called, Ben? The George C. Scott. Great Scott. (laughs) Call it Great Scott. I'm a Patreon subscriber to that. (laughs) The what? Podcast. Podcast. Uh, At one point, Sterling Hayden reveals a gun on his desk, and Julie said, a smoking gun. Because well, he was smoking. He was smoking. Yeah. I got her joke. <laughs> Here's Carla and Sterling Hayden. I hate this actor because he's ridiculous. 
<laughs> what was ridiculous about him? He talked really long. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long monologue. And he too. had so many monologues. And then. Uh. <laughs> I guess you don't enjoy him in nine to five when he comes in at the end of the movie. I don't know. Tell me what he does, and and then I'll let you know. He's the boss of the company. He's been in the jungle, right? And then he comes in at the end of the movie. I don't remember. Should him we go in watch it. it right now? Let's go. I so love that movie. We're going to do that on Craigslist for real. Car's we're back. List. We just watched Nine to Five. <laughs> <laughs> love Nine to Five. I'm sure we'll do Nine to Five as a Carlos list at some point, right? I'm sure too. I mean, that's a top ten for you. I don't know. No. I'd like to watch that. I think it's my sister's favorite movie. That no, would be on uh, Liz's list. It's not her favorite. It's her second favorite. Oh, it's her second favorite. That's right. Her uh, first is. Well, we can't talk about that because we're going to have her on for that episode. But we didn't have to tell him we were going to have her on for that episode. And I could have just said what her favorite movie was. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, what is Liz's favorite movie? Liz's favorite movie is Ghostbusters 2. That's a really good, good one. Choice. It's a good choice. Ghostbusters 2. The ooze, the slime starts to feel the feelings. They Peter McNichol. To, they have it in the toaster oven and <laughs> yeah. it starts jumping around. Who doesn't love that? that? Wait, Peter McNichol from While You Were Sleeping? Uh, Peter McNichol from Allie McBeal. Okay. Peter McNichol from Sophie's Choice, everybody. Let's get on the same page here. You guys are relishing the opportunity to talk about anything other than Dr. Strange Love. Um, Sterling Hayden will also be... Sterling Cooper. Uh, will also be in Sterling Cooper. Um, now, Sterling Hayden will also be in one of my top five movies that we will be covering. Should be easy for you film buffs. Rambo. To figure out. Oh, the Shining. <laughs> Have you seen The Shining? Uh, the Air Force base is called uh, Burpleson, too. Okay. Hilarious. Because, like, burps. Get it? Burps. Do you get it? Hi, I'm Mel Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you love funny names and farts. <laughs> Um, how do you feel about Mel Brooks, by the way? Not a fan. Not a fan of Mel Brooks. Not really. I mean, I like him as a guy. I like him like when he's on a podcast. <laughs> as a dude just hanging out. Seriously. Like when he's on a podcast or in an interview thing, I love him. You don't like Young Frankenstein? Not really. Too much about, for you? I like, Did um, he do producers? Yeah. I like Gene Wilder. Like I like the performances he gets, but it's not my kind of humor. Sure. Spaceballs. I hear oh. that. I, we watched a little Spaceballs recently. It is worse than I remember. Really? Yeah. There was a whole pile of... I love John Candy, though. There was a whole pile of pizza. Yeah. yeah. Right? Pizza and the then hut. they eat it I of his know body. we didn't even get that far. They're like, never mind. I had never seen it. <laughs> um, Joan Rivers is in that. Should we talk Mel Brooks? <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then the Soviet premiere is named Premiere Kiss-Off. Yeah. It was that that when that one came up, I was like, "Oh, here we go." Yeah, there was a lot of eye rolling from Ben during this movie. And one of the codes they put he put in was ICBM, and I was like, "Is that oh, true? I see where this is." <laughs> yeah, That's it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> he said it like four times. Well, it, it intercontinental ballistic missile. Sure. Or I see a bowel movement. <laughs> oh, so I, I pulled out what the, if that the was... one that's not. <laughs> what if that was Haley Joel Osment's big line during The Sixth Sense? Uh, I see BM. <laughs> that was a good movie. All the time? That is a good movie. All the time. <laughs> Would you say in the Craigslist um, list of Craigslist episodes, is this top ten? <laughs> it, right now it is. We could lose that status, but, you know. We, Get it we, together, everyone. <laughs> Denny, buck up, buddy. He's not having a cigarette. <laughs> that dog won't stop smoking. <clears throat> uh, 
I did change that line in the opening monologue to pretty good weekend in Dallas because that is the opening that is the actual line that Slim Pickens said. It was dubbed over of what? Pretty Good Weekend in Vegas. And you can tell. I was going to say, did you I notice noticed that. The dubbing was bad. I didn't know he was saying Dallas, but I knew his mouth wasn't matching his what he was saying. His mouth didn't match. And, but obviously Weird. present day of like listing those items of just like, yeah, Vegas, right? Right. But he originally said Dallas. And do you know why they changed it? Because why? they don't want to piss off Wait. Texas. Oh, because it was 1964. 1964. Yeah. Oh, shit. It was the year is, after Kennedy. Yeah. Kennedy was just assassinated in uh, Dallas a few months before this movie came out. And so the context... <laughs> yeah, that would have sounded crazy. Oh, my god! I'm only laughing because everybody knew when, when you said 1964, <laughs> everybody in the room went, oh, and I went, huh? <laughs> You're like, what? Campbell Scott was three. What? <laughs> the world is a perfect place. Well, JFK is not on Carla's list. Oh, I felt so out of tune with the group. <laughs> that would have sounded nuts. Imagine yes, that. yeah, when that would have been when? really offensive. Yeah. But you know, this movie came out in 1964. Yeah, when in the first half of the year? Yeah, I don't, yeah, know. I don't know when it came out, but November, it was November, right. so it would have been like months. They were still in post production. Yeah, wow. But what I'm impressed with is that I recognize the dubbing was off. That was good. Everybody, everybody. I didn't, I didn't catch it. Carla is very perceptive to that. Now, one thing I did notice uh, in some of the war room scenes, the early war room scenes where they show the whole table. Uh, that I had never noticed before, and I've probably seen this movie seven or eight times, is that Dr. Strange, you can see Dr. Strangelove in the background yeah. of some of those war room scenes. Uh, oh, cool. Like a half hour before he's actually introduced into the movie. Was it really Peter Sellers? It, it is. It is Peter Sellers really? because it's a shot on George C. Scott, and then they flip to the reverse with Peter Sellers as the president. Then they flip back to George C. Scott, and you can see Dr. Strangelove way in the cool. background there, also sitting at the table. Because that, that is one of like one of my favorite like just random things of just like uh, when the president's like uh, Doctor Strangelove, what do you think of like? <laughs> oh, there's the and an hour into the movie. Here's the titular character who we have not seen or heard from. Um, so when the Russian ambassador comes in, there's a big scene that's played out on a table of pastries, <laughs> and there's a the moment part. where George C. Scott almost tackles this guy. <laughs> And this, for Julie, this was the most, ten- this was the tensest moment Forget of the movie. Forget the bombs, because you guys. You, you are a baker. Both of you guys are bakers and are excellent. Uh, and you were really afraid that some of these pastries were going to be damaged. It made my heart leap. <laughs> you said one of those coconut cakes looked really good. Yeah. It really I did. Yelled and you guys were like, what? Looked like there was a pecan pie there too, maybe? Was, they had this. Tier, three tiers and each tier um, not like a tiered cake but like a carry-all for three pies yeah. it looked like and that's I'm that's no joke that's dangerous so I promised <laughs> to tell you the story behind oh, yeah, that please. Uh, which is Kubrick's original idea to end the movie was a giant pie fight between all the generals oh. uh, in the war room. Okay. That's is real that Mel Brooks. It is true. That's and it was real sh- Mel Brooks. It was shot too, and apparently the only time it's ever been screened was after his death in oh, nineteen ninety nine wow. that somebody screened uh some of that foot I don't know, at his funeral maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd appreciate that. Yeah. You but, know, Kubrick <clears throat> the funniest of all directors. Sure. Really so it ended that. with it that ended guy, with a big pie fight. Yeah. But they still had the guy Gets, he rides the warhead down and yeah. rides it like a cowboy, and then they cut back to the war room and they are throwing pies at each other. Well, that 
I mean, the, the way the movie exists now, I love the way the movie ends because it's Major Kong riding the bomb, which is such a great thing that it cuts back to Dr. Strange Love explaining the mine shaft gap. Uh, and it's this big long monologue of him fighting his arm and it ends on Mind Fuhrer, I can walk, which is just one of my favorite lines of all time, which I think was another improvised seller's oh, moment where thing. he got up from his chair. And then it cuts to, uh, footage of nuclear bombs going off as we hear Vera Lynn's We'll Meet Again. Um, and so I just don't know where the pie fight would fit into all that. Probably instead of that monologue. Yes, probably. Um, or instead of the footage of the... Maybe, yeah. But we're supposed to believe that everything blows up, including the war room. Is that right? Uh, I don't know what we're supposed to believe. I think so. I, yeah, I, 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 think, I think with the doomsday thing, like, yeah. it's it's wiped out. That's doomsday the machine, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Now... You loved it. Obviously, Carl what he's cutting... Put head down on the table and then looked at me. She kind of mouthed my favorite movie. <laughs> I can tell. She loves it. Uh, She's writing the title of the movie on her notebook <laughs> with hearts. <laughs> with hearts around it. Um, now, obviously, what he's cutting to is all newsreel, you know, or army footage of actual bombs going off, you know, and it's, it is kind of chilling to see, mm-hmm. you know, actual mushroom clouds. Like, was that the, was that one of the first movies to show like a violent scene and then play hmm. like, counterintuitive music over it? Maybe. Because that must have been juxtaposition, perfect. Uh, that, That's definitely that you know a, a Taran- Tarantino, Scorsese, Edgar Wright. You know, mm-hmm. have all done it numerous times. And, well, I mean, and that's I a good thinking, point, actually. And I was thinking the part where he goes down into the belly of the plane. That is in the new Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, I think in the Last was, Jedi, it feels like that scene influenced to release the that. bombs. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. I Do you think that was an homage to Strange Love? I would not be surprised if it was. Here, here's cool. another movie that has a homage to Strange Love that we've covered already on Craigslist. The uh, uh, Peter Sellers has to guess what the recall codes are, which are the codes that are issued to the planes to tell them, you know, to call off the mission, and then eventually figured out it's because Ripper has written on his desk purity of essence and peace of earth. That's some sort of version of P O E or O P E. Um, and then in Raising Arizona, when John Goodman and his brother escape from prison, they break into uh, a gas station <laughs> to clean up and they uh, slick back their hair in a mirror. O-P-E-P-O-E is written on the wall. So the Cohen brothers hid that in there Weird. as a, as an Easter egg homage to, uh, Dr. Strange Love. Um, I might be done with movie nerds making movies. <laughs> <laughs> or talking about them on podcasts. No, talk about them. I love <laughs> The Russian ambassador, by the way, is named Alexei, but there was something about his tone when he said, uh, Alexei, please. <laughs> um, and all of you in the room expected that it was going to be a command to Alexa. <laughs> I think we should replay that part and see if it triggers me. I'll, I'll move the thing. Into the TV room. Uh, definitely Peter Sellers' monolo- improvised monologue to the Russian premiere is one of the highlights. Where he's like, I agree. It's great to be fine. That's that's a great scene. I think Newhart would have done it better, but I think that's a great <laughs> No, I think that's a really, a legitimately great He's kind of a Bob Newhart character, actually. Yeah. Carla said Stanley Tucci. That's who he is. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like him. He does. 
Then I think this is around the time that Carla fell asleep for about 20 minutes. Did you guys know I was asleep? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You were snoring yeah, really loud. I could tell by um, you being curled up and having your eyes closed. <laughs> I have a Julie's quote. I think Carla's asleep. <laughs> Julie also said a lot of poop jokes in this. True. <laughs> I, I like that he leaves in some mistakes. Yeah. Um, so there's a moment where George C. Scott falls down and then kind of like uh, almost ballet style slides across the floor and stands up again. It literally was George C. Scott slipping on the take. He kept it going and Kubrick liked it so much that he left it's it in. Weird. There's another moment where it's Peter Sellers blows a line. He's like, every man, Jack of them, Jack. That is, a gr- <laughs> I love that. I just, I love when mistakes are left into yeah. movies. Cause well, and, I don't know about George C. Scott's, but the Sellers one is so in character. It is. Yes. It fits the character so yeah. well. And guys, people don't always talk articulately. I'm, sp- I'm suspicious. We're proving it. <laughs> we are proving it. This was the whole goal of today is to come on and, and blather incoherently. Um, but I'm suspicious of movies where everybody is the most articulate they can be at all times. Aaron like Sorkin. Girls. Wes Anderson. Um, <laughs> Wow, you all three of you just, <laughs> just rattled off things you hate. Who do you hate, Carla? I don't know. I'm pretty open. You, you said I said Wes Anderson. I like Wes Anderson, but they're so articulate. I said Aaron Sorkin. Okay. You said Gilmore, Gilmore Girls, Girls. Amy Sherman, Palladino. I'll go with the, um, you know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> See, Carla's showing how it's uh, how it really is in life. You might not have liked the char- the name Colonel Bat Guano, but I do like the character quite a bit. Yeah, oh, he plays what... it so straight. Um, so Keenan Wynn is that actor, oh. and he we previously saw him on Craigslist in Nashville. Mm. He plays Shelley Duvall's uncle. Oh yeah, he's who's sad. the sweet old man. Uh, he's really good in that. He's really sad. good in that. Uh, so he's uh, he's the army that's taking over the base, and he's suspicious of Peter Sellers. Uh, I, I really like their scenes. Uh, and he calls him a uh, deviated prevert. Mm-hmm. Says, you try any preversions, it'll blow your head off. <laughs> and Carla said, what a prevert. That's, I think this is the moment that Carla woke back up and I she did. said, what a, what a prevert. Yeah. You came um, back too hot. You were, I was like, here I am. I'm back, you guys. I got 10 minutes of energy. <laughs> so do you guys get a little tired of the shots of the plane with Johnny Goes Marching Home again in the, in the background? Yes. It's a lot. Yeah. It's quite a bit of that. For such a short movie, it feels like there's a lot of filler. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair. Um, I do love Dr. Strange Love's line. Sorry. Animals could be. <laughs> Carla, stop yawning. <laughs> this was your idea, by the way. I know. That we're going to watch the movie and so record immediately that thereafter. Julie are here. Let's um, just talk at the same time for the rest of the thing. It'll go so much faster. <laughs> After Sorry. mine fear, I can walk. My favorite Doctor Strange love line is: "Animals could be bred and slaughtered." Uh, so the the movie ends. Uh, mushroom clouds go up. Carla says, "So the whole world went up in flames. Is that what happened?" And <laughs> and Julie said, "Everyone got a mushroom." Aww. Like Mario Brothers. <laughs> it's just like Mario just Brothers. Like Mario yeah. Brothers. <laughs> Carla, it's time for you to give Doctor Strange love. A letter grade. <laughs> I don't care. Is my letter grade? You don't wow. care. Come on. No, I just don't care. Like I don't want to be disrespectful and say <laughs> like, it's an F. <laughs> it's a you don't think you don't think I don't care is disrespectful? It's like a it's like a C minus. 
C minus. What does that stand for? I can't wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, what would you give it? I'll give it. I'll give it a B plus. I think. Whoa. What's well, very clever, and I think <laughs> that of the time, it's probably very. It it's probably groundbreaking for its time. I can see that. I can recognize that. Mm-hmm. Like when you go to the museum and there's a like a thing, you know, like a painting that is white paint on a white canvas and you're like, okay. Right. But then you look and you're like, oh, this was in 1958. That was probably mm-hmm. shocking. Mm-hmm. Ben, how about you? Well, I was going to give it a C minus, but Julia's talked me up to a C plus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Great. Because I think I, it is clever and yeah. there's stuff to like about it, but it's not. I didn't enjoy watching it. Yeah. Did you like how it was lit? Honestly, I thought it was only okay. Really? Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a B minus though, Ben. C plus. All right. That sounds like a C minus to me. <laughs> Do you have a Kubrick movie that you like? I am not a Kubrick fan. Okay. Um, I find him really cold. My C plus is for cold plus. <laughs> cold plus. I find him really cold. I find him hard to emotionally attach to any of his movies. Okay. And uh, pick up some cold plus at Walgreens, by the way. <laughs> I'll make your cold two weeks longer. <laughs> what do you give it, Greg? Well, uh, I think because uh, we just saw 2001 not long ago, uh, this is not as good as 2001. Um I will move it down a little bit, but it's certainly staying on the list, certainly staying top 50. I think I would move it after Silence of the Lambs, but ahead of Dangerous Liaisons. So mm. somewhere in the mid-40s is where this will go. Right now it was at number 31. So higher, closer to one than Silence of the Lambs? No, farther. <laughs> Behind oh, Silence oh, of the okay. Lambs. Silence of the Lambs is better than Doctor Strange. Okay. And on this we agree. I would say. Okay. Uh, agreed. Hey, so I did some internet research when you were talking before. <laughs> and I looked up movie titles with a titular character in the title. And I just well, like scanned it. Movies with the titular character in the title? Nope. <laughs> movies with the, a character. You get what I'm saying, right? She looked no. up the answer. Well, I Googled it. About. And here's what I found. What did you Google? Because how we were talking about what are some other movies with the character in the title. That's the titular. A peripheral character in the yep. title. That's okay. what it is. Okay. Uh, think of this. <laughs> I'm ready. Judy Garland. Wizard of Oz. Yes. Sure. sure. Isn't that good? That is I don't good. know how peripheral he is. I mean, he's pretty important. But yeah, he doesn't appear till later. Yeah. No, no, that's a good one. That is a good Let's one. Let's clock the time he's on screen compared to Dr. Strangelove, and I Two bet scenes. it's equivalent. And then it's, well, I don't want to spoil anything. <clears throat> uh, is it on the list? Look, I feel like I just won this podcast, okay? <laughs> you did you win. Did. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Carla, what scene do you want to improvise from this movie? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing. I don't care. You tell me. <laughs> Guys, we're we're thirty away. I'm fucking beat. <laughs> you're you're acting like you're watching all thirty tonight. Though. Yes, all tonight, all really? seventy, I all seventy. You know what? I didn't realize you guys shot them all in one day. We did. We recorded. Movies. We watched seventy movies and recorded seventy podcasts today. I will say that Craig was very nice and let me do my own last week. Well, what about this? Who are the bakers who made those cakes and pies? Um, <laughs> They must have some sort of security clearance in order to bring them into the uh, the war room. And how much do they know about what's going on? Um, so let's see a little scene with the bakers who made the uh, 
the cakes and pies from the famous deleted pie fight scene <laughs> from Dr. Strangelove. Well, let's put the three-tiered uh, coconut right over here. Okay, but be very careful because I spent all morning in the kitchen baking this. No, oh, you did a great job. Thank you. Yeah, you really scalloped those uh, edges. <laughs> That's the wrong word. Oh, is it? Uh, my scallop a cake is right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Luigi. Joaco. That is beautiful, Luigi. You did a very oh, good job. There's so many scallops in that. Yeah. A lot of people don't like fish cake, but I say, yes, <laughs> go for it. Cecilia, what do you have to add to this cake table? I have a new invention. It is a <laughs> cake cover. So if anyone were to fall into the cakes. What an odd that is happening. Oh my God. I don't know. There's generals. and I mean, I know you're not not supposed to fight in here because it is the war room. (laughs) Also, you should write that down. (laughs) That's pretty clever. I mean, that just occurred. I mean, it's not funny. They don't make, but it's clever. They don't make jokes in there. It didn't make me laugh. It just made me like my eyebrows raised. What do you think all this shit on the board is, by the way? I don't know. I'm a woman. I can't read. Uh, you look great in that bikini, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I'm wearing the heels just to, you know, for for looks. Well, I'll be in the bathroom. Keep me in the conversation, though. <laughs> I think Luigi's taking a number two. Oh, it's so weird. <laughs> That's so weird. Uh, he needs to eat some greens. Ugh. I mean, he just eats carbs and sugar all day long. ICBM is all I got to say. What? All the time? All the time. (laughs) Well, you put in that glass bathroom. That's the beginning of the problem. It is. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a problem. (laughs) Well, I I love this bathroom. (laughs) I can see you still. (laughs) Well, President Muffley is coming in any minute. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Whoa. Oh, thank God for this cake cover. <laughs> sploosh. <laughs> and sploosh. Was that was that Luigi in the bathroom? Uh, I see BM. And scene. Oh, so good. That was my favorite one we've ever done. <laughs> oh. Ben and Julie, thank you so much for rejoining us on this podcast. What's what's going on with you guys? Thank you for having us. Can Plugs. I call you Blackature from Mountain? Yeah. That's so fun. It's not me. official. Why not? <laughs> but yeah, I made it can. up here. Julie. Blackature. <clears throat> uh what uh what uh, you want to promote some of your podcasts king of podcasting <laughs> i want to promote the next episode of craigslist oh, which i think is going to be a doozy i wish i could have been there for that one. Oh, it sure is uh <laughs> and you have a lot of stuff going on yeah tell us i do i do you guys i want to promote the dead pilot society podcast i think if people enjoy this podcast that they will enjoy that one uh, i think so too it is a, a podcast in which we have performed by great actors like Craig, um, pilots that have been bought and developed but never shot. So they're getting table reads for the first time. Um, and we have about 20 or 24 of them out and comes out every month on Maximum Fun Network. I'm on a few of them and I've had a blast yeah. every time I've done it. And there, there's so many great actors and writers that you've gotten for yeah. it. And it's, it's really a delight. Are there more Nerdist writers panels coming out? The writers panel continues to come out every week and it will never stop what episode are you no on? matter what you do <laughs> I what episode we're 
we're closing in on three on four hundred. I'm on like three seventy or something like that. So I'll, Do you I'll get be a to four hundred for every one hundred. Yeah, we'll get a sheet cake at four hundred. Yes. Now, does that mean it's been going for eight years? It's been going since twenty eleven. Okay, so yeah, you so you've had almost. more than more than a week. In well, some yeah, cases I, I doubled up sometimes. Wow, um, I'm taking requests always for writers you want to hear from. <laughs> if you enjoy the <laughs> podcast or if you enjoy television, did you say Groucho Marx, Mel Brooks? Oh. <laughs> I would love honestly. I love hearing about how he does his work. Mm-hmm. I just don't care to watch it. Sure. But I not, don't think say that in the podcast. Yeah. Do you think? He's on. Yeah. Just Make him come up with funny names before your Obviously. very eyes. <laughs> yeah. So, Carla, you're about to head back to Portland. Yep. Are you happy to escape this list for no, a while? No, I'm sad. I'll miss you. It's the only time we really get to spend together. <laughs> it's well, good that you record it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're about to drive down to Orange County and do an improv festival tomorrow. So that's going to be fun. We've got an orange tuxedo show. Uh, in May, we'll be going to, uh, to teach in Ireland. Then we're going to yep. take a little vacation in Scotland. So Do people still join the Ireland workshops. I think everything's sold, sold out. out. Yeah. That's great. Congrats. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun, but we might have a chance to watch one more movie on Craigslist before you leave town. And if I can read your mood correctly, you're like, <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> You're like, oh, tell her I how hope, many minutes first. I, well, I think I can it's already a- read the review of this episode where they're like, Carla's so mean to Craig. Poor that Craig. Happened? Oh, yeah. Poor Craig. Carla's so terrible to Craig. Wait, people write that online yes. to you? No, nobody's written that. Every. People you, have written that. That's just what Craig tells her people have written. <laughs> Are you not allowed to go on the internet? No, I stopped, lot, I stopped reading them. There's a lot more sympathy to Carla uh, than to me <laughs> online. Yeah. Uh, Craig's listeners, write in. Pick one side. There's only one correct side. Please let us know. And don't tell us that The Wizard of Oz is a movie with the titular character is not a big role. Uh, because we, we already are, got that We already got that one. So, Carla, I, I think uh, before you leave town, I know that you would love to watch a French movie about the Holocaust. Oh, no. I really wouldn't. I'm oh, not boy. going to. You do get one more pass. Do you want to stay here? I'm moving in. Now, when I, when I say about the Holocaust, I just mean during. Oh, no. This is a great movie. During the 1940s. So this is... Do you know what it is? Yeah, you told me what it is. What is it again? (laughs) Uh, This is a uh, a 1987 movie by Louis Maul, and it's semi-autobiographical, and it's about his time uh, in boarding school uh, during World War II, and it's called Avoir les Les Enfants, or Goodbye Children. It's legitimately great. Ben, you like this movie? I really like this one. I saw you it for the first time. For that one, and you too, because you're the past French. Few oh, wow, <laughs> Julie. And it's like it feels like every contemporary indie film. I really liked it. Good, it good. Felt like Lady Bird to me. <laughs> wow. Carla no will see. No Carla joke. will see how much you think that Avoir les Enfants is like Lady Bird. Avoir Craig's listeners. Avoir. The list is an absolute good. The list is life.